I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer is back with us today. Uh, she is a learning strategist and author of the book, Feel Good Learning. I am so looking forward to this conversation. I think it is much needed. Hello and welcome. Hi. Hi, Gina. Hi, community. And all of my best wishes. All of them. All of them. Thank you so much. Um, there are two main things I want to talk to you about. Um, at first, when we uh, set up this conversation, we were talking about finishing strong, whether that be short-term goals of finishing this actual program that people are following in our fall 2023 program, or it's reaching their long-term finally and forever weight loss goal. So I want to talk about the pressure of that. And when, you, when you're feeling like it's such a big thing, either to finish the last two weeks or finish your whole weight loss journey. And the other thing I do uh, want to talk about, and thank you for your well wishes for our community, is the recent passing of one of our uh, engaged and much loved members, Sarah Perry. She had been with us for a while. She became a huge part of our community. A lot of people are feeling her tragic loss. But more so are also dealing with their own loss in their own lives and some really big feels. And so part two, I want to talk about how do we keep going when things in our lives do get really heavy and weight loss seems so insignificant in comparison, because weight loss, as we learn with this program, is not just what you eat and when it's working through your issues and associations and habits. It's unlearning, relearning, and learning new things. So maybe we can start with that. And I know I have some other stuff I want to get into. And I know those are two big topics. But if we can start with that. You bet. Oh, so the warmest of hellos and the biggest of gratitudes and also what a touching and real place to start. It would be inauthentic if we were rah, rah, yay, yay, we're almost done. Yeah. Um, the truth is it's not so rah, rah, yay, yay. This, um, in this hurt 
And in this moment of profound grief and sudden grief is a reminder of what is in our control, what is not in our control, is um, a moment of reflection always about not just what really matters. I mean, that's alive always, but how do we want to move through the hardest things? How do we want to be present in our communities? How do we want to be present in our families, in our day-to-day demands? Those don't stop. Those don't stop. So when you ask about grief and the big stuff, and I know, I know grief. Um, I lost both my parents when I was in my mid-20s, very suddenly and one after the other. And it's really defined my commitment to trying to participate in less suffering. So the things that are alive for me are, one is like, go gently, gently, gently. We cannot make meaning right away. We cannot silver lining. We cannot glass half full. This is a big, big loss and a big, big hurt, most of all for Sarah's family. In time, it will shape shift and come to be a... Come to land for each of us in different ways, what we want to do with that loss. But in this moment, the invitation is to feel it and to be in community. We don't have to push it away. We don't have to be scared of it. The floor isn't going to crack open and swallow us whole. You know, Dr. Beverly is so brilliant and she will offer so, so, so much about this. But like, what helps us stay? within our window of capacity to sit with the big things. And what it's like ultimately what makes it harder and what makes it a little bit softer, a little bit kinder in our day. For me, movement always helps. Not aggressive full throttle movement, but going outside and feeling cool, cool, cool air on my face moving in a moderate way that is not body punishing. These are helpful in my, I keep those alive no matter what. In a way, it's thinking about what are your non-negotiables? No matter what happens, can you prioritize something like rest and sleep? Your body longs for it. Your body needs it. Can you prioritize connection in whatever form with this community, with your home community, with your local community, with your activist community, whatever your community is? Can you lean into your communities, particularly now, on purpose? This also is an opportunity around coping and food. Because yes, okay, there's like only so many days left of this round, but that's not like permanent. (laughs) Be back in January, everyone. Like nothing actually happens. Um, We get to a place and we keep going in some way. And so always it's the invitation around how do we cope? How do we uplift ourselves when it gets very, very difficult? And this is one of those very difficult times. We can't pretend it differently. 
Yeah, I, I love that perspective because it, it is coping. And we are talking about weight loss. We are talking about food and the things that people do and use to cope in, in, in their lives. And I was talking about this the other day that although the goal is to come up with new coping mechanisms and tools and strategies, some people might not be there yet. Some people might not be at a place where they have those tools in their back pocket that they can so easily and freely use. So they might find themselves falling back into old habits or coping mechanisms. And that's okay. I love what you said about kindness, because I think specifically when it comes to dieting, we are in that punishment mode. We get on ourselves. We're dealing with really big feels, no matter what feels people are dealing with. And we tend to berate ourselves and get on ourselves and add more stress, especially when it comes to weight loss. And one of the things I love about the program is that these are all things that you can do to help yourself move through whatever you are dealing with, the managing your stress and the sleep, moving your body, like all of these are essentially coping mechanisms. And I've always said to people, you know, we can feel good about telling you it's okay to focus on this weight loss journey with this program while you are dealing with grief or loss or whatever you have going on in your life because of the healthy nature of the program physically and mentally. But I think what you're doing today is summing up why. And I think that's really important to have this conversation about that. Yeah, this word kindness. There are a few words. Do you ever notice that just kind of make you like you can feel a little bit of softness in the body. There's a softening. Yeah. Kindness is one of those words. Ease is one of those words for me. Yeah. And so I think about on a day like today or in a week like this, what is the kindest next step? Just what's one kind next step when we're thinking, do I do this? Do I do that? Do I eat do this? Do I eat that? Do I uh, drink the bottle of wine? Do I not? What's the kindest thing? And sometimes the kindest thing is I, I just cannot today. But other times it's, you know, this will actually lead to this reaction. This may make it worse. This may, you know, kind of darken my perspective a little bit. So simply one kind action at a time. And I also want to make sure to include and honor all the folks in this community, because it's so big, like you have so many people who in their wholehearted ways are like, Gina, it's your help I've been looking for all along. And some of those folks won't know Sarah. I did not know Sarah. Yeah. But their loss in hearing all of this, it the loss of Sarah is pinging on their own loss. Yeah. That grief yeah. is pinging their own grief. And it could be grief in any form. That's yes. not just dying in death. Yeah. That's quite, that's like quite a parallel, but sometimes it's what hasn't happened? Oh, I haven't been able to get pregnant and I might not be able to. And it's my heartfelt desire. I haven't been able to, you know, crack the code in my professional life. And I long to a divorce that they're like, we could just go through the fullness of life experiences that hurt so much. And so when you talk about this, I think it's such a poignant question. Does how can I possibly, how can I possibly do a, uh, food and movement and reflection related program at a time like this when the yeah, world like, is fuck going, it. right fuck it i don't fuck it and then but then that doesn't help it doesn't help, it doesn't help. and it doesn't get you anywhere and you feel worse it so it's so true and and it, then it begs the question if we just for a moment step a little bit back a little bit broader a little bit of that like swoop up eagle view 
wait a minute, caring for myself, caring for my health is not only meant to be at perfect times when everything is going right, when like nobody is sick and nobody has passed away and my kids are doing okay and they're they're like actually okay at school and my family's okay and my finances are okay. Like when does that ever happen? When does that particular constellation ever happen? So we can't wait for the like the stars to align. And we're just in this like safe, kind, calm moment because those moments are so fleeting. And actually, we want to practice healthfulness when shit is hitting the fan. How do we take care of ourselves in the hard moments? I, I listen to your podcast and I stand in absolute awe with people who've been through recent loss saying, but I still kept connected because that was important to me. And I still kept being hydrated and I prioritized rest. Great. What a kind thing to do. I think of your program as a waking up program. You're asking us to wake up. What are our tendencies? What are our patterns? What are our go-tos? And these are moments where those get pressed. Those get intensified. Those get through your facilitation, like we get to question them and notice them, go, huh, look what I do. Look what I do. And it feels really, really super stressful. We don't have to shame it. We don't have to feel bad. Very helpful adaptations. Like they've helped us survive. They help us get through the day. They help us do all the shit we need to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean we have to keep doing them that way. And it doesn't mean we have to like, no, I'm not going to notice my patterns because they're suffering over here. Yeah. I, right? I think also a lot of people, a lot of people feel big things have happened to them in their lives and they're still carrying that forward with them. And almost that sense of like, well, who am I to care about my weight loss or who am I to want to, you know, do this or do that or, you know, feeling guilt, feeling so much feelings wrapped up in wanting to achieve this goal specifically of weight loss. So there's, there's, a, there's not just the feeling of grief, but people's own internalized feelings that they're bringing forward. And to me, that's the hardest part of reaching your goal is prioritizing yourself when there's so much going on. I mean, I'm reading the comments. There's just everybody as, you know, people don't talk about what's going on in their lives enough. They really don't. Really? You know, I, I said this, I said this to uh, one of my daughters, a while back where she was like, mom, like, you know, other people have had parents that passed away and I had no idea. Other Mm -hmm. people are dealing with grief. I talked to my teachers and they're, everybody seems to have something. And I said, yes, honey, we just, for some reason as a society, we're not really talking about it. We're just, it's fine. We're fine. We're all fine. Well, we're not all fucking fine. (laughs) We're not fine. You know, like weight loss specifically, it's not about the cream in your coffee or the low fat, this or the whatever it's, 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 it's showing up for yourself is the hardest part. Yeah. And it's part of being fine. Like it, we don't have to maybe make it so convenient. Like, how are you? I'm fine. Sometimes we need to say that because actually this person in front of us asking, I don't really want them or need them to be holding what hurts alongside me. I, I just needed to this, this particular relationship I'm happy for it to be simple. Yeah. But in this other relationship where there is trust and care 
and I am part of their kind of ecosystem of care and they're part of mine. And I do maybe want to practice answering more fully that part of me being fine (laughs) is actually that I'm trying really, really hard with this thing or this thing really causes me so much injury or ouch. It's part of being fine. It's like, I think anybody, you, you get a certain number of years that you've lived through. There's no one who hasn't been touched by loss or crushing disappointment or a misstep or a, what, for lack of a better word, it's a failure that's, you know, ultimately in the end, perhaps not so much a failure, but in that moment, I don't want to deny it feels like that. So how do we stay focused? How do we stay focused on the things that we need to do when, especially, so the program is coming to an end in two weeks. A lot of feel, mm-hmm. people are feeling the pressure of that. Yeah. Um, how do we stay focused when life is smacking us in the face and we're dealing with these big feels, what seems like every five minutes? How do we, how do we, when we know we have to do the things that we need to do, how do we do them? Yeah. Yeah. For me, the response is twofold. And and I feel like you remind us all of this. On the one hand, we make space for it. It's like we cannot, we cannot push through at all costs. We make space for what hurts. We make space for what's real. And also, if you want something, a big, delicious, juicy goal in this program, in your career, in your life, that's allowed too. Both, it's a both and, they're both allowed to exist alongside each other. The most painful parts and making space, not denying them. And also how much we long and yearn for in this life. Both can happen. And when we're talking about, we don't have much time left, let's caution ourselves against urgency. Urgency is not always our best friend especially when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling tender. I just want us to watch that a little bit and whether or not that's actually like a kind move. So yes, there are a certain number of days left, whether you are following exactly along or you're a little bit following prior. Sure. 91 days is going to wrap up. But that's also a little bit of an illusion around the place we're trying to get to. Is it a particular place? Like, is it actually a number or is it a shifted relationship? Is it a process, a day-to-day practice that you're trying to integrate of, oh, I love when I drink water and how it makes me feel. I want to like really integrate that. I want to really integrate checking in. Does this feel like the right amount of food? Hmm. Whoa, I ate way too much. Doesn't feel so good. I'm going to like try not to do that quite so much or as often. So when I think then instead of around like urgent, 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 time is coming to a close. Again, is that helpful? Because everything feels urgent, especially when we're stressed, when your grief is pinging my grief, stress, stress, stress. So instead, how can we simplify What would be the most beautiful, kind, simplified goal for the next however many days, 10 days, nine days, week and a half, two, like wherever you are that's close to the end, what would a simplified, consistent goal be? And it might not be the biggest why of why you started, 
but it's part of it. Maybe conditions have changed. Context just shifted on all of us. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I love that. So um, you're familiar with the program, obviously, and yeah. the program is coming to an end, and people are nervous about next steps. And of course, we're going to make sure people are feeling confident and they have the information that they need. Today, we posted options for continued weight loss, either repeating the program in January or people going on their own. I mean, people are nervous about their going on their own. They should just sign up for the program in January. Um, But then there's that bridging the gap in between groups. And people are really nervous about not having the safety net on the structure of the program. But to me, it's still all there. Because we're going to give people a technique to follow the same technique that they are using right now, precise the plan, which has all of the structure. But for some reason, there's this perceived notion that there's no structure anymore and they're on their own. So what do people do with that? How do they navigate that? Yeah. So I'm forever and always a learning strategist. And I love questions like this. Ultimately we ask the question, what's been working for you? Mm. We think that we have to outsource accountability. Like I can only do this if Gina shows up live every day. Okay, a luckier we, we have so many programs of recordings. Like we have your podcasts. So if that's the thing that's worked, my morning top up of Gina, I need to hear her ferocity and her insight and her swearing. And that's what keeps me going that day. Great. You have it. It's like literally recorded. No, I need the, I need the step-by-step of what to do. Great. She wrote a book. Everyone like it's there. It's there. No, but I need the like guest experts. There's like a page after page of like expert, beautiful science data, also recordings, or you can watch. So before that becomes overwhelming, because you've always given all of the learners all these different ways of accessing your programs, my question would simply be, what has worked? Because you can be, you can recreate, you can recreate that accountability. So sure, nobody is going to be responding on the, on the Facebook, but you have so many friends here, buddy up with five of them, get on WhatsApp, connect every morning. How's everyone doing? It's like support each other. If that's the thing that has helped, if you're home for the holidays or you're going away, but the morning commute with Gina's voice is helped. Great. Protect that hour, go for a walk and listen, keep the best parts, the things that have worked alive. Cause it's all there. All the material is there. All the resources are there. 
And this then is going to be one of the biggest helpers when we move away from needing this program and into maintenance, right? Like, how can we keep what we need alive once we've reached our goals? Okay. So with that, I think there's a difference in that nervousness of being on your own, the accountability part. What about future tripping? Because I just saw one of the comments of someone talking about how it's it's from past diets. It's yeah. that, you know, okay, they've they've reached their goal or they got closed, then what? You know, and you have to really understand what you're doing is here. Previous diet flashbacks is what is at the end of this. And that may be for some people. So I find people future tripping. What mm-hmm. how, what do we do about that? Oh, It's so painful and it's so honest. And I'm so grateful that you make the space for that honesty. Well, like, I think to honor how much harm the overlapping systems messaging, what a talk about a trip, like, what has that done to all of us around if I just eat less and I just move more? I think. Feeling that for a minute, feeling the anger, feeling the despair of that, of I have three decades more of doing this over and over because I believed it. I believed it. I believed the problem was in me. I believed I wasn't doing something right or hard enough. I believe that other people was like, I'm so different. Other people can do it. I can't. All of that material, all of that feedback is an invitation literally to do the work you're asking us to do, which is pen and paper, you on a walk with yourself, you in community with your other Gina Livy buddies of, of dealing with that hurt, of dealing with either small T or big T trauma of it. It has hurt. It has failed. And that's why we're here. So future tripping Okay. (laughs) Is that helpful? Is that helpful of predicting where we think we're going to be based on what has hurt us so much in the past? I just don't want to gather that particular kind of data. I want to ask myself, how is it felt? How did it feel yesterday when I drank my water? I ate more protein and nutrient dense breakfast and I went to bed early. I want to use that data, you know? much more helpful. And it is possible when we look at the the ebbs and flows of our weight, we can see that for most people, it's not a direct line. For me, it has not been a direct line. I think this is my fifth program. You know, Gina, you said when I first took the program, I had huge six, I like 11 pounds. I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I need to be honest. Um, Because I I just think that part is so, say 20 pounds, I, I, I came in just not nothing. 11 pounds felt really big. Wow. Yeah, it is. Some. Right. Totally. Yeah. I was like, and I, I was, I aced it. I aced it the first time. And then you said something interesting. You're like, it takes a lot of work to put weight on. And I was like, Oh really? I'm going to test those waters. Well, yeah. it's because I didn't deal with any of my shit like at all. Like if I just follow, if I just follow the food stuff. Yeah. But mm, yes, and I wasn't dealing with the heart stuff. I wasn't dealing with the mindset stuff. I can't do Gina 
and my former very unhelpful habits at the same time. (laughs) They're actually irreconcilable. You are inviting me and all of us to do it and practice it and see it differently. So future tripping, I just turn the volume right on down. Is that helpful? Nope. I'm going to use yesterday's data about doing Gina's program. I'm going to base it on that one day at a time, one incremental win at a time, one non-skill victory at a time. And when it gets hard, I'm going to act as if. If I don't actually have faith about this plateau that's three months and I just broke mine, so I get it, then if I don't believe it because I'm not seeing it myself, that experiential is important, I'm going to act as if. I'm just going to keep showing up anyways. Because how many tens of thousands of people (laughs) this working for? I'm not going to be different than those tens of thousands of people. I just not. I was like, not that original that I'm going to be different than all of the tens of thousands of successful people. We got you. I just got to keep showing up. We got you. Yeah. So there's, there's, it just occurred to me, there's a difference between learning and learning. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn something or you can like learn something, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you do the program and you learn, like you eat the food, you follow this, but then there's the learning of the program, which is so much more. So how do you, how do you? How do you differentiate between that? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. I do. And for me, the language of unlearning is so helpful. What are we here to... It's not undo. It's not regret. It's not judge. It's not put ourselves down. But I'm here to unlearn a bunch of stuff that's been really unhelpful, that's held me back, that's occupied brain space, that's kept me like occupied capacity, taken capacity. I actually want to direct to be helpful to other humans or create a flourishing business or be more present with my family. You know, I want to free up inner resourcing to do other things. I am here to unlearn. And I find that really helpful. What does it take? Radical open-heartedness, a willing to try one more time, one more time in a different way. So not just unlearning, relearning, learning, but understanding why. Yeah. Because otherwise it's a surface. Like you can do the steps without the depth of feeling underneath. But then I think that's where the, the fear comes from. But like, then what happens if the steps go away and nobody's telling me what to do the day after day 92. And you know, again, like all the steps are there. And you never leave people hanging. Like this is the most supportive community ever. So it's all there. But and also it becomes less scary, becomes a lot less scary when we're also doing the underneath work. When we pick up your invitation to do the underneath work, not all at once. We don't have to do the 20 questions all at once. It doesn't necessarily mean therapy, but it can be. Like you'll, every person will find an experiment with their own toolbox of what's really at the heart of this, what's really uh, going to work for them. But we have to do that self-interrogation in the kindest, most non-judgmental way. But I think that's why we're here. Yeah. I, um, 
the program is coming to an end and so many people are going to sign up for our January program. And you know, the process of that is repeating the program, which I think is an opportunity to, to level up, especially the mental part. Once you got the food and the food plan and great, you know, what's coming, you know, what you need to do. It's an opportunity to really level up all around. A lot of times people have a really hard time with that in repeating the same thing. Although it's super effective, we have, you know, the proof is in the pudding with thousands of people, it works and it's super effective, but people have a hard time, I think, because they feel like they're starting from the beginning again. So can you address that for the, for mm-hmm. people who are saying, well, what I got to repeat the program or I'm just doing the same thing again. It's not, it's the same thing again, but it's not. We just had a conversation with uh, Patty and Christy uh, yesterday in our spill the tea. Um, I believe Christy's done nine programs, Patty eight, uh, down 80 pounds and 150 respectively. So super successful in the program having done, we talked to them about, you know, continuing the program group after group. And they talked a lot about determination and just, you know, eye on the prize and, you know, taking it one day at a time or one group at a time. But can you speak to that? Because, you know, people who haven't repeated the program are trying to wrap their head around, repeating the program again. Yeah, I love it. I have so much I want to say about that. First, let's make sure that success in anything we do, this program and beyond isn't based on novelty or newness. Mm. Like it's actually a gift when this is boring. It's a gift when it's irritatingly boring because our day-to-day sometimes is irritatingly boring. It's not going to always be entertaining. It's not going to be fun all the time. And again, like that's where the shit gets real (laughs) is what happens? How do I take care of myself when it's boring, when there isn't like a new product or a new thing or a new system? Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We can't like new our way uh, to health and well, because it's actually in the consistent consistency, the boring consistency. So I just, for me, there's something that is so beautiful about the boring great. May this eventually become so boring because you're just going to drink your water. Like it is not, it's like an undramatic, I'm undramatically drinking my water today. Um, the other thing is, um, and this is, I guess, part of my own kind of leanings towards, um, like my own spiritual life or my own, um, meditation practices, beginner's mind. Beginner's mind is such a beautiful, like, concept or practice to hold if we come in being experts and know-it-all know-it-alls what a what a missed opportunity I say this to my students when I'm when I'm lecturing I'm like what can you find that is like gorgeous and resonant and you didn't see it before what did you maybe not see before not in a way that's like oh how could I have not seen that's not judgment just Look for what you might have missed, the glimmer, right? Look for a glimmer. And so it could be, you know what, Gina, like I absolutely nailed using the tracker, but I didn't post a single question in the Facebook community. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to post one question a day. What happens? What happens? Maybe nothing, maybe a lot. I have never listened to a Gina podcast. I'm going to try that. So what we can keep it so manageable. What one thing, what one thing. Yeah. Also it's okay to find something that you're excited about. Like that's okay. 
what's your favorite week? Let's see if it's still your favorite week. Like, I'm excited to see. I will tell you that the, the uh, I think it's weeks eight and nine or nine and 10, the one where like we, it's like quite dramatically different. I have hated those every single time. I'm like, I, I just need my like health food store kale cracker. I need that. No, I don't actually. No, I don't. And I loved those two weeks. You never know what you're going to fall in love with the next time. So what's the spirit that you're going to bring to the next program? I love that. What's the spirit that you're going to bring to the next program? A couple comments here. Uh, this is so good. I'm in my sixth group and I'm constantly amazed at myself leveling up. I love that. Repeating the program just reinforces our new habits, Right doing another program works differently. And that's a good thing. You have to just think it's a TV series, right? And look forward to what comes next. Um, we have been looking for the glimmer uh, all this week. And I love uh, all of your advice and tips and tidbits today. Honestly, um, I just massive gratitude for you and taking the time to share your knowledge with us over the past few months. Um, I'm sad that this is coming to an end, but I also know you're coming back and we're going to do it all over again in the next group. Um, Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer, um, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, I'd like to leave you with some final words for our community and the people listening. Oh my goodness. Just heart melting gratitude to to swim in community together where we're trying to do something that is awake that is about each our own health but but together and there's something for me in that encounter in that togetherness that I find very very touching we're trying to wake up together um so I I'm wishing everyone so well and maybe we just like a little bit turn that that volume down on the fear and remember that we just replicate what has worked together. You replicate what has worked. It's not going to stop working. Just keep that part alive for yourself. I love it. Uh, people are going to want to know uh, where to reach out and find you. Well, so excitingly, Kim, and you're going to all, I'm going to see everybody four times. I mean, it's just too sweet. You folks are the best. So I'm so excited to see everybody again. Uh, next, next season, next season, on the TV yeah. show that's, you know, um, you can visit me on my website, awakenlearning.ca. I take so much to heart the way that you do ethical business. And so in my own way, trying to do that, trying to offer learning support to every learner, every age and stage supporting people in career learning strategies, the tech stuff that helps learning, writing, math, at every price point in ethical, non-gross, non-salesy, like this is how I can contribute to less suffering. So that's where you can find me or on Instagram at Awaken Learning. Thank you. Thank you. Sharing your passion. I love that. I love you. Don't forget to pick up uh, Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer book, Feel Good Learning. Thanks everyone for watching.